books don't change people's temperature. Reading good, solid, reform, pure to literature, reading especially the classics, that's had the biggest impact on my life. Good day and welcome to the Reformers Bookcast, a podcast put on by Reformers Bookshop. My name's Tom Eglinton, the manager here at Reformers, and what we're bringing you at the moment is a season between seasons. It's like a world between two worlds, C.S. Lewis reference, if you're wondering. And uh, we're bringing back some archive interviews, releasing them on podcasts, some of our favourite ones. Uh, This one, actually, we've interviewed uh, one of the men in this interview, Ed Welsh, a couple of times, and I've I've got to say, he's one of my favourite people to interview. He's uh, such a wonderful man to, to talk to. Uh, this time we had Ed Welsh with his colleague Alastair Groves and we spoke about Alastair's recent book Untangling Emotions and we hope you enjoy this interview. G'day, Tom here from Reformers Bookshop with a, another Reformers interview. We're very privileged to have Alastair Groves with us. Welcome Alastair. Thanks for having me. As well as Ed Welsh. Ed, it's great to see you. Thanks, Thomas. Um, now, Alistair and Ed, you're both involved with biblical counselling. Can you tell us uh, why we should love biblical counselling? <laughs> what do you love about it? Well, I love getting to train with guys like Ed. So Ed's, oh, Ed's the one so at, at fault here for getting me into this whole thing from the start. But uh, I, I think for the short version for me of biblical counselling and, and why I love it, and I appreciate the question being framed that way, is that it is um, it is the gospel coming into the hardest parts of your life. Mm. So as a Christian, I've believed the gospel all my life, uh, but there's something about um, asking the question, of, okay, h- how does the Bible, how does a relationship with the Lord, how does being designed for a certain purpose, how does having a certain understanding of what the problems are of sin and suffering, mm-hmm. how, how does that shape our theology and our, our applied theology, our practical efforts to say, okay, this is really hard in your life, and, and, and where would the Lord meet you in that? Uh, I, I just love it. It's, it's ever fresh. It, it's new. It, it works differently with each person, um, and yet the, the core, hey, you are made to be in a relationship with the Lord, and that is going to have some profound impact on whatever your struggle is, uh, is a, a simple um, generating source. So Wonderful. That's what I like about it. I would say something similar that how would you like to, to number one, to be inviting and, and hear the things on people's hearts, the good things on people's hearts and the really hard things on people's hearts? That's a privilege in itself. It's, mm. it's people entrusting their lives to you. So that's one. Second, how would you like to, together with that person, hear really, really good things from Scripture? No matter what the struggle is, that scripture is good news through and through. So who can beat that for, for, for good news that goes deeper than anything a human could invent to, to the details of life? It's, it's, what, it's what we all want to do with scripture. Yeah, yeah. And so to that end, you're both involved with CCEF, uh, which is a biblical counseling organization. Can you tell us a bit about what CCEF does? You've been around it longer than I have, so I'm going to let you... <laughs> See, we've just had our 50th anniversary, which oh, wow. has been, been quite a while. We've been going at it, and, and really, it essentially is the question, how does the Scripture speak to the details of life? Mm. And, and it's, it's this wonderful enterprise that we recognize we are, we are part of this, this flow of church history, and we want to be responsible mm. with it, and, 
hand it on to people like Alistair who will do it better than, than we have. Uh, <clears throat> that, that CCF, uh, we have three uh, sort of areas of ministry. There's a counseling ministry where we do a lot of counseling. and mm -hmm, then mm -hmm. It's actually, it kind of looks like a little castle. It really is like there's ramparts at the top of oh, the wall cool. in, in Philadelphia where uh, in the U.S. where the... <clears throat> where the site is but so there's, there's counseling that happens and then there's um, a fair amount of teaching that happens in the school of biblical counseling and then we produce resources like yeah, the ones yeah. that uh, have brought us here today but it's been really it's really neat to see how those intersect and, and in the counseling room what we do shapes our understanding of who people are and the questions we're missing about mm -hmm. how scripture mm -hmm. speaks into people's issues and it sharpens us and, and gives a sense of well even if we have a clear bead on what do you need how do you actually communicate that in a way that someone mm -hmm. will receive and that can help them? Um, all the <clears throat> wise thoughts in the world aren't, aren't very effective if they're not communicated in a way that yes, someone yes. can receive. So so that then spills over into our teaching, and our teaching then tends to ultimately crystallize into into books and, and, and blogs and other various resources on our website. Um, and then those are the things that people hear and see and read and lead people to come for counseling. So it's kind of a, a neat cycle that, that the ministry has. Yeah, that's very holistic. And you, and you mentioned teaching. You're over here. You've been brought over by Biblical Counseling Australia uh, to do a teaching series around uh, the country. Um, and so uh, us Australians, we can connect with the Biblical Counseling Group in Biblical Counseling Australia. Uh, and I think in all those ways around the getting training, how they run these workshops, as, as well as you, you provide access to counsellors you know, on their website. Mm -hmm. So there's that counselling aspect, and then there's also um, the accre accreditation side that's coming on board, um, which is great. The the trick with with BCA is their their website name. Uh, if you're listening from the U.S., it's it's biblicalcounseling.org.au, but it's counseling with two L's. Yeah. So I will never be able to find the website. I just it's not gonna it's not gonna work for me. I don't think my keyboard even will let me type two L's in a row. But um, that's the that's the place to go to get the details on them. It's it's really, I, I, if I can just quickly add, it's mm. been really cool to be here um, and to see that this this is a live and growing thing. And I, I wasn't sure exactly what to expect, not, not having been here uh, as an adult. And I came to Australia as a kid. But I um, it, it, it's just it struck me today as we were teaching just how much of a sense of uh, momentum and, and movement there is of people really saying this biblical counseling thing I really want to engage with. I want to be a part of this, this really matters to my church and to, to our life. And so anyway, I'm seeing what, what BCA is doing has been exciting to me personally. Excellent. Excellent. Um, now I've been asked a few times being working in a bookshop, I've been asked by people who are interested in biblical counseling, uh, what they should read first. Now, apart from telling them to go to biblical counseling, Australia, um, what book do you think is that is a really good introduction into biblical counseling? That, that should not be such a stumper. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't have to think about this, should we? Um, is it that there's too much? <laughs> it, it's, it, it's. I, I would say that we we have not devised together. Here's this logical entry okay. into this burgeoning material. Uh, so in that sense, there there are all kinds of entries. It can be, if you're you're struggling with a particular problem. There are booklets mm -hmm. and books on particular problems, and that becomes an entry into, into this larger material that speaks to all kinds of different things and, and gives you the pleasure of, of, of learning a little bit more how to help others. Um, it, caring for one another would be, would be one book that 
that that in it is it has the guts of biblical counseling. It's it's offered in a in, in a very very practical way, but but the theological background for mm. for that particular book is that's what biblical counseling is based on. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would actually I think say something similar on that. I, I think for m- most people find biblical counseling not because they're saying like, oh, wouldn't it be interesting to learn about biblical counseling? What book sort of gives the layout of the whole land? People find it because their friend is depressed or they're experiencing shame. And someone named Ed Welch wrote a book called Shame Interrupted about something about the Bible and shame. Let, that's where I need to go. So I think most people find their way in through that felt sense of I, I need help here. And um, Ed's really, I think, the one who's written the most uh, number of you know, there's fear and anger mm-hmm. and, and shame and depression and addictions that that Ed's written books on. So I, I think those are probably the most common ways to find your way in. If you were going to do a, a summary, though, if you're going to say, where, where do you start? I, I actually think uh, either side by side or, or caring for one another would be my choice. Because those are the books really saying, what is the most straightforward way I can capture the breadth of Scripture's instruction to us about how to love people in a very accessible way that does then invite lots more uh, jumping off points? Mm-hmm. I think you captured it well, where where I don't think any of us came into biblical counseling because of a systematic theological text that sort of drove mm-hmm. us in that direction. It was, it was issues in our own life where script, we saw scripture speak yeah. more profoundly than we ever anticipated. I think, oh, the scripture, the scripture is really alive and active. I want, I want more. I want to, I want to see it in action. So it, it really did. I think for almost all of us, our personal stories are. It's scripture spoken new ways, and mm. how does this happen? And we want more of it, and we want to be part of it. Excellent. Well, um, I mean, your most recent book with Winston Smith is Untangling Emotions, and I, I guess we all deal with emotions. So maybe this is a way that um, that felt need uh, can be an entry point for almost anyone. Yeah. Um, and I, I myself uh, found it very helpful. So thank you for writing it. Um, one of the things in there that you talk about is uh, how emotions communicate something. Can you tell us a bit about what it is that emotions communicate? Sure. Um, I, I think the for, for me one of the key insights into how does Scripture process emotions in, in general was this realization that um, as you read the Bible and so you see what it's what it, what's unfolding in terms of understanding our emotions that it's really what we love drives what we feel. If I love my child, I will feel fear when my child is in danger. Mm-hmm. I will feel anger when my child is being mistreated. I will feel hope when my child has some exciting possibility. I will feel uh, contentment and satisfaction when my child is growing in uh, the gifts of the Spirit. And so I, I just, um, I, I wonder, not I wonder, but I, I find it um, profoundly helpful to look at emotions as uh, expressing a kind of value. Uh, think of your emotions. If when whenever there's big emotions, whether they're negative or positive, or whether they're godly or ungodly, um, they're telling me that the thing I'm feeling about is really important to me. So when I say emotions communicate, uh, I'm, I'm fundamentally trying to underline this idea that emotions are this expression of what we care about. And so if you listen to emotions, um, again, whether those emotions are are leading you well or poorly. They're telling you you really value this. It's a it's a map of what you treasure, what what's important to you. So so that has implications for how we deal with our own emotions, which you flesh out in the book. 
But one of the other things that you flesh out, which I think links really beautifully with Ed, Ed's book, Caring for One Another, is how it can help us engage with other people. Um, so practically, how do, you, how do you see that working out in relationships? I'll take a quick stab sure. and then you can you can jump in. Um, I um, I would say a couple of things. First off, and, and Ed even in his teaching today, I thought had some helpful categories of uh, emotions um, are a place to uh, speak, a place to share our emotions, and and there is a there's a selfish way that you can kind of steal all the attention in the room and grab the spotlight, and it's all about me and what I feel. And but but there is a right way to be someone who leads with vulnerability, mm-hmm. who says, you know, here's here are the emotions. This is what's on my mind. This is where my um, encouragement is today, and and here's where I'm anxious, and here's where I'm struggling. Here's here's what is uh, really frustrating to me right now. And, and there's a way again. You can share about happy things or sad things in a way that that uh, actually deflects attention and covers up what you're really feeling, or or there can just be this vulnerability that says, you know what, in in Christ I'm utterly safe, and so I can share my own heart with anyone, um, and then I can listen. and And there's a way in which when I hear what's going on in your heart, and when I'm moved by that, um, a profound connection has happened. So I think of, of Romans twelve fifteen, right? Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. It doesn't say rejoice with those who rejoice and smack those mourners around and get them back to a happy place where they're trusting God the right way. And, <laughs> right, it's, there's this beautiful way in which the, the Lord has entered our world and he's entered it with redemptive purposes, but he has done that with a deep patience uh, and, and walking with us um, and entered into to our most, been moved by mm-hmm. our plight. Uh, and so when we hear others' emotions and, and when we respond um, by being moved and, and by sharing our own hearts uh, being hospitable even in that sense um, that that is the core stuff of relationship that's what God has asked us to do with him uh, and therefore what he calls us to do with each other yeah, I was thinking about the specific illustration of marriage where what what do we aspire to in a good marriage to to know and to be known that's the nature of life in God's family and how, do, how are we known it's the question what is most important to my spouse what is most important, which is essentially, what do they feel most deeply? Mm-hmm. What, are their, what are their joys? What are their pains? What are their fears? We, we all know intuitively that, that good relationships, they, they grow out of that kind of mutual knowing. And, and so it's, it's how do we know the heart of another person? How do we know what's on the heart? How do we know a person's emotions? They're, they're really, it's, they're very similar things. They're all just different ways of saying the same thing. And so, in that in that um, marriage relationship, but you could expand that into any friend relationship as well. Mm-hmm. That leaning in um, when they mention something that they're feeling is that what you're you're sort of talking about moving in towards that to to know them more. The each person is an endless number of stories and pieces of information, mm-hmm. and, and 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 so we have to be selective in. How do we really know the person? And I think what Alistair is doing in this book is he's, he's saying this is, this is the way in. What, what moves the person? What are the things that they value the most? What are their loves? And where are their, their loves been thwarted? That's what we're listening for. So, so very practically, one of the things you can do is, is, is next time you're in church and you have a conversation, listen for the emotions in another person mm-hmm. and, and stick with them. 
follow them. <laughs> Tell me more about that. Well, that seemed, it seems like that was, that was exciting for you. It seems like that was really hard. Tell me a little bit more. And notice how the, con the conversation changes. And notice how the, the conversation begins to move people together a little bit more. Excellent. Um, and I, I have three kids. And so one of the How old are they? Uh, what, my eldest is six. Approximately. And my youngest is three. <laughs> so three to six. Um, well, I'm sorry. There are three kids? Three kids. Uh, three, three, five, and six. Three, five, and six. Yeah. Okay. I missed yep. the five. Okay. Uh, and so one of the challenges with kids is how do you help them to engage with emotions? Mm -hmm. And Ed, you and David Pallison have written a few books to that end. Um, the Good News for Little Hearts series. Can you, can you provide some help as a parent? Can you provide some help to me? How I, how I can help my, my children deal with their emotions? Yeah. No pressure, but I'm listening to it. <laughs> yeah. uh, a couple things. One is, it's hard to write children's books. <laughs> that's, that's one thing. Uh, it's, it's a whole lot easier to speak with adults. You have to know things a lot better to, to be able to speak to children. But, but yeah, and essentially one of the things we're trying to do with those books is, what are the experiences, the emotional experiences common to humanity? Fear, anger, loss, grief, mm. where and and and, and anxiety, yeah, yeah, fear and yeah, fear and anxiety. We're trying to hit some of those as as a way to do what all of us have stumbled on at some point in our lives. How does how does it, you know, that combination of what do I what do I feel and what does God say? That's that's what we're after to to give voice to something in a child's heart, and we're saying that's important. That failure that you experienced that's important, and it's important to the Lord. And how does God speak to them? What we're looking for is a is a venue for parents to begin those conversations with their kids. Can I make one more comment just about these particular books? One thing that I <clears throat> found interesting, I, I was curious to see what would happen with a, a CCEF little book for little kids. And um, one of the things I appreciated is that it, th there's sort of different options of ways to in engage the book. And so the book is a story, but then in the back there's thoughts for parents mm -hmm. and helping engage with your kids. So it's <clears throat> a resource kind of with a, a, a dual purpose there. But um, it, it even just just reading this, okay, what, what, what story will you put in anxiety or, or anger and and thinking about uh, just being forced to think about Jesus as a storyteller who who made things accessible to children through parables through stories and I that I'm, I'm struck by the the profoundly accessible way that the gospel is brought to us and it, it's easy as someone who spent a lot of time thinking and reading books about such things to forget the the just just the wonderful simplicity with which any story can be can be used to point um, little people to Jesus, and and when it's very tangible and very like, oh yeah, the the rabbit with the big ears, you know, it it sticks um, in a way that's really cool. So, and perhaps lastly, one of the things Ed mentioned there was that he's in the books for kids. He's trying to help them engage with what God says about what they're feeling, and you do the same thing, <clears throat> Alistair, in your book. You talk about how emotions not only should be engaged with ourselves and with others, but also with God. Is that simply? Uh, us saying, well, God says, don't, don't feel that way, or is it more complex than that? Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would, that, that would be nice, actually, for some of us, I think, if it was just that simple. And uh, no, uh, um, my, my quick version, and, and, and you give yours, and <clears throat> maybe there 
I'll just put a little note in the back of the book with whatever you say to, to add. But uh, I, I think um, when I say engage emotions, one thing I'm thinking of is, hey, first off, I'm trying to avoid the, the dual dangers of just squash your emotions. Don't feel them, you know, repent and get out of there. Don't think about it. Don't listen to it. Um, or embrace. It's just, it is who you are. Mm-hmm. And so you just have to embrace your emotions or whatever you feel. That's the most important thing about you. And you need to do whatever you need to do to feel like you want to feel. And instead, so there's this middle way of listen to them see what they have to say, see what it's telling you about what you value, see what you're doing with it or what you're doing to escape it. You know, let, let yourself actually sit and examine what, what is happening in my heart here? What, what is this telling me about what I value? How am I handling this? And then, but then recognizing you, you can't examine your emotions without <clears throat> bringing them to the Lord, uh, which is another way of saying you can, of course, and, and, and it backfires. The circuit gets broken when you do that because our emotions were made to help us share God's heart. Uh, to hate what he hates, to love what he loves, mm-hmm. to grieve what, what grieves him, to be passionate about what excites him, to delight in the things that delight him. And so if if our emotions are fundamentally an opportunity for us to share his heart, then every emotion, whether it's uh, guilt or whether it's joy or sadness or anxiety, it's a, this tailor-made opportunity to come and hear his promises speaking into that situation, come and hear his heart of compassion or of shared excitement or whatever the case might be. So so all emotions were meant to lead us into a relationship with the Lord just as we are intended to connect with each other mm-hmm. through uh, sharing of emotion. And so in that sense, uh, it, it, should be an, it should be an on sequitur. It should actually be impossible for us to experience joy even at a beautiful sunset without saying oh lord isn't this wonderful what you've mm-hmm. what you've made and even that kind of course become formulaic right okay yeah, yeah, i need yeah. to thank god for his sunset before <laughs> i can you know leave and it's just there's something right about uh what wells up in us uh lifting our eyes yeah, to yeah. the lord um for help for thanks for for whatever the case might be it's great encouragement to an adult's faith and child's faith to recognize the things that are important to them which that's what our emotions are identifying that god speaks to them a lot yeah. and 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 in books like these i think what they do is they 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 just introduce a child here's some of the things that god says where adults recognizes and there's so much more there's a lifetime more of things available but i think the sometimes i'm satisfied with with just the first little step that that we speak these things to the God who hears. That 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 particular skill. Here's something. Here's something I'm struggling with. Something I feel deeply, and I'm stuck in it. I don't know what to do with it. Simply to speak these things to the Lord for 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 a child to learn how to be a psalmist mm-hmm. early on and mm-hmm. speak these things from their heart to the Lord. They can they can add other stanzas to the psalms as their mm-hmm. life goes on. But for that first step to become become established in a child's heart. That's what a great gift that would be. Mm. Well, it's been a real joy talking with you uh, and look forward to many people reading your, your materials and being able to engage more with God and with each other. Thanks. Uh, so well, thank you so much for your work, your careful yeah. work here in Australia. We appreciate that. Amen.